everybody. Hi, welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the podcast about paleo recipes for preteen pageant queens. <laughs> One time I saw Honey Boo Boo at Walmart. It was the best time of my life. I did too. When did you see her at Walmart? That is really cool. (laughs) No, stop it. So did I. I saw the one in Milledgeville. Me too. What were you in Milledgeville for? Gross. I used to live there. My best friend went to Milledgeville. Oh, gross. Wait, did did you guys see Honey Boo Boo at Walmart in Milledgeville on the same? Was it the same day? What year did you see her? I don't know, like 2014. This is no, that's wrong. That can't be right. That was probably 20... because you texted me. 2012. It's got to be like oh 2012. I mean, I'm sure she goes to Walmart a lot, yeah. though. Like, Her mama is a coupon she's... queen, so. So, like, yeah, I'm sure she's at Walmart, like, almost every day. That's true. Yeah. No, it was, I think it was my senior year of college when I went, because I went to go visit my friend Hillary. Oh, yeah. Okay. It would have been before that. Anyway, which no, 2012 was my senior. Oh, year of college. maybe we were at the same Walmart and saw her and not each other. Weird. I'm Mary Kay, by the way. I'm I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Mary, and with us our, today, our lovely and beautiful guest, stunning guest star. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jack. Hi, Sorry. hi, Jack. Yes. Sorry, um, Jack. I, tell I'm, us about yourself. All right, let's flash back to July <laughs> 1990. No, that must be 1989. My parents are getting a break from their older son, and they go to a bar and get tipsy. Later that night, my mom, was, my mom conceived twins. <laughs> Six months later in February, I was born. What the hell is that timeline, dude? I was going to say, like, but wait, was there a twin? Did you eat the twin? What happened? Where's no, the I, twin? I, I, he's in California. Okay, well, <laughs> that's I, I am a twin. He's born. He's oh, alive. That's disappointing. She can see really twins, on but the... only I emerge from the womb victorious. That's not really on the theme of the podcast. That <laughs> you didn't to back on, get back the on the theme, it's pretty unanimous that I'm the evil one. But oh, I don't think that's okay. fair because I work with kids. Um, you gotta have okay. a little evil. All kids. of us, all Ooh, of us have done it. All of us know it takes a certain degree of darkness. That's true. He is an accountant for the military, so maybe he is the evil one. Yeah, maybe you're both evil. Yeah, maybe this is the upside down, and there's a different set of you on the right side that is both Ooh. good. Do you have that? Do you know what? So you know what doppelgangers are? Yeah. How they're supposed yeah. to be like. You know, like a precursor to your death if you ever see your doppelganger. Yeah. Does anyone else get really scared of that and, like, think they're going to run into a doppelganger? No, I want to meet my doppelganger, and then I'm going to emerge victorious when I kill them. Yeah, I just don't want to get in a street fight, like, at a Walmart and just, like, hey, this dude kind of looks like me, and we'd have to, I don't know. I definitely want to be in a street fight at a Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) With Honey Boo Boo watching while you fight someone who looks and acts exactly like you to the death. Yes. Right. A honey boo boo yelling world star. Yes. While she records you. I was I was somewhat concerned when I first met Mary Kay. We actually looked less alike then because I had super, super short, bright red hair. But I was somewhat concerned that we would be doppelgangers. But then we only were just alike. We united our friends. <laughs> we united our powers. Oh no. We are doppelgangers. That's okay. Yeah. All three of us look alike. We just have different hair. If I don't straighten my hair, we all just look alike. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Sorry, Jack. You're the odd one. He has a twin, like, for real, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, like, you've got your own. You're fine. When shall we three meet again? (laughs) In thunder, lightning, or in rain. I feel like I'm the prone in this scenario. I'll take it. She was the cool one. She was the cool one. So speaking of things that are funny when they probably shouldn't be, yeah. uh, the Evil Dead, yeah. like vaginas, okay, like vaginas, <laughs> the Evil Dead, um, Jack the um, Icebreaker, kind of loosely based on Homer, uh, Homer, horror and humor. Uh, did you think it was funny? And oh yeah, um, are I there can read any, it. Are there any movies or stories that you that you find especially funny, even though they are absolutely not supposed to be? I personally don't actually find this movie funny. 
because like I said, I'm terrified of things and I don't have a great stomach for gore. And, um, so this isn't also, it, it taps into, uh, one of my deep unpleasantries that I actually happen to share with Mary Kay, which is, uh, demons. Um, so it's not funny to me. Um, Jack is headbanging. I just wanted everyone to know that. Hold a diver. You've been down too long. Yeah, dude, demons rule. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's an idea that I find especially unnerving. Same. So that's what makes the movie great to me. It is not great. The demon movies are my favorite movies. I mean, the history and facts behind it is really interesting. People with like possessions and stuff like there's real documented cases. And it's like, oh, fuck. My dad's a pastor, um, but Lutherans don't really hold to that. I did ask him one time though if he thought it was possible, and he said that he made a living believing in things that couldn't be explained, and that was all. Oh, yeah. he, that's all he would say about it. And I was like, "This is Ooh. not comforting." I was hoping does he want to be, be a like, guest on our podcast. No, yeah, he does cool. not. At all. <laughs> Wait, at did you ever ask him if he like exercised a demon? N- no, he can't. Like, that's not a thing that. That Lutherans do. He could if you yeah. believe in him. Yeah, but he doesn't have any like ritual for it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, because it's not recognized as a as a possibility. A practice, there is no, yeah. yeah, there's no. That makes sense. Yeah, my grandmother did one time. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite things. So we went to Trinidad when I was 18 because that's where my mom is from, and we were just visiting, and we were laying up in my grandma's house. It's so, so fucking hot. I'm just like laying still, journaling very slowly, trying to not be hot. And my dad comes into the doorway and he has a bottle of water, like a plastic, like a a disposable water bottle. And he like splashes a little onto his hand and flicks it into the room and walks out. So I sat up and I was like, what are you doing? And he stuck his head back in and he was like, your grandmother wants me to bless the house. And then just walked off and he just walked around this building, splashing like Deer Park onto his hand and then flicking it around the house. Well, the water was probably blessed, yeah. Which also is a thing that doesn't, like, Lutherans don't have holy water. (laughs) That was my question. So So I was like, with holy water? He was just humoring his mother-in-law, I think. By splashing Deer Park on the house? Yep. I love it. And also, what a man. my dad does not laugh or smile, or, and it's so like, I'm sure he found this entertaining, like, he got a kick out of it, but you can't tell at all. It's just this, like, very tall, very Nordic, very, very serious-looking guy splashing bottled water onto the doorway of every room in Trinidad. Okay, but to the question, mm. because that is also, that is pretty horrifying, but you didn't laugh. Yeah. Did you? Did you laugh when your dad was blessing the house? No, I was too hot. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, that's fair. that's real. My brain laughed, but I did not. I don't know. I'm having a trouble coming up with a movie that I think is funny. That I think is funny, even though it's not. I got one. What's that? Sticking to the theme of horror, uh, Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation. Has mm. anybody else seen that? It stars mm. Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey, like before they were big name stars, <laughs> and it is absolutely terrible. And if you watch it, like you just laugh. The whole thing. It's so awful. And it's obviously not meant to be funny, but it's hilarious. Go watch it. Even if you are sensitive to gore, just go watch it. Oh, man. Just do it. Don't you want to see Renee Zellweger's like little sour lemon face? Uh, I'm actually like Renee Zellweger just fine. I'd be happy to see her little lemon face. Um, <laughs> I know what it is. Mary Kay, what is that movie with the pooping back and forth forever? Yeah, what? What? Me, uh, me and you and everyone we know. I thought that I was, was like, supposed to be funny. That's my answer too. Then, if it's not supposed to be funny, that's some hilarious. Of it, some of it was the thing is, I found myself laughing at or rolling my eyes at a lot of stuff that I know was not supposed to be. Especially, like I was laughing at it for the wrong reasons. I was like, "What in what universe is this like deep and touching my heart? When is that happening? It's not happening." It's not happening. Like, you've gone yeah. too far this direction and then not far enough this direction. And I just, no. Yeah. And my ex thought it was, like, so impactful and I just could not get there. <laughs> so this is going to alienate me. But in that same idea of just something that's supposed to be so touching, like a movie. It's not a horror movie. But it, you guys know A Walk to Remember, right? Yeah, yeah. I hate that movie. Yeah. I laughed so loud I had to leave the theater. Because when she told the guy she had leukemia... I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard just because it was so <laughs> terrible. 
Like, I'm a nervous laugher in any way. I oh. thought it was so terrible. It was so funny to me. But like, of course you do. Of course you have leukemia. It's funny to me to this day. But, like, not, like, people are, like, crying, sniveling all around me. And I'm just laughing harder. But it wasn't a horror movie. Nervous laugher. I get it, though. Like, yeah. of course you do. Of course you do. That's the Out whole point of this story. Out of everything that can happen to you, of It has to be that serious. Like, leukemia itself is not funny. The story construction of this movie yeah, it's laughable. so bad. It's and I mean, like, there's, I think that's a lot of things with horror movies as well, though, the, when they're funny. Like, any sci-fi channel scary movie, oh, you're right. hilarious. So good to watch on a Saturday afternoon. When it's too hot and you don't want to think. Yeah. When you're too hot to laugh at your dad exercising your house with Deer Park. Yeah. <laughs> that's the time. Just that's to the lay time back to watch one. and start your own episode of MST3K. Yeah, I um, did not think that this movie was funny or scary or great or good. <laughs> so that's my answer to the icebreaker. <laughs> Wait, the icebreaker was what's funny when it shouldn't be, I thought. Yeah. Or a movie you saw. Oh, Mary Kay's making her own rules because she hated this movie yeah. that much. Why did you hate this movie so much? Because she hates Oh, it's things. in here. I'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. Don't you worry. So, there's a se- so, I don't know. Is the sequel? Are we going to talk about that? Because there's a sequel. It's exactly the same, but funnier. I was about to say. So, that to me, that's kind of a good starting. That wasn't what you picked, so I didn't watch it. Right. <laughs> well, so here's what happened. What happened was, this is my first chance to pick the movie for uh, for the podcast. And when I saw Evil Dead, I saw it in a marathon setting. So we saw the original, we saw the sequel, the sequel, you know, like, got to see oh, the yeah. kind of the progression Army through. Army of Darkness. Rid- yeah. Exactly, through all this ridiculousness. And uh, it's, if you plan to continue watching them, I think that's a cool order to watch it in, because you kind of see what Raimi did when he had a leash on, and then when he didn't, immediately. And it's cool. Um, it I had forgotten basically what it's like to watch a standalone film. Yeah. What it's like to just watch this one. <laughs> and if this is the only one you've seen, you're like, this is, this is not, you have this whole franchise and this is so not representative of what's going to happen over the next 10 years. I was like, Oh, Oh, I fucked up. I should have, we should have done the sequel. Well, but, did you watch uh, within the woods? Like the proto movie? I have not seen that. So Sam Raimi, I was researching this. Uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, who apparently are good friends, did a 30-minute movie called Within the Woods. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Or it's in the woods or something. And uh, it's just 30 minutes. Okay, it's just 30 minutes, and it was just to get more funding to make uh, Evil Dead. Mm. But it's completely different. Bruce Campbell also sold his house on the lake so they could put it on the right film to sell it in theaters. So, like, there was a lot of weird ways to get extra funding. They worked really hard to get this film made. They did. So who so, saw right this? Should appreciate it. Who saw this and was like, yes, more of that, please. I would like to dump well, my funding into this movie. Why? Well, I would. That, well, I think the point is that nobody saw this like in the development stages and wanted to give it money, hence the selling the house and the blah, blah, blah. It was the audience response that led to the funding for for the sequels. Well yeah, and like the the kind of cheesiness and the gore and the you know, weird horror. And it made I thought Within the Woods made more sense because the demons are all like Native American or First Nation, not Sumerian. Oh, in the in the sequel? In uh, within the woods. Within the woods. Oh, in the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm tired of that like... trope shit too. I'm sick of that. I'm so tired of it just being like, oh, brown people <laughs> cursed us. They don't want us here. You're damn right. They don't want you here. Number one. And number two, um, if so, the second thing is like Sumerian Book of the Dead. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. No. All right. And then, well, I never thought it was supposed to be. Well, I was going to say, let's back up here. Let's like, let's rewind it like all the way back. Did you like this dance move mm-hmm. though? Yeah. yeah. Um, More dancing. Thank you. It's a shame our listeners missed out on that. Yeah. I'll have to like boomerang it. <laughs> yeah, do boomerang it. But... <laughs> also, your hair looks amazing. We would like a boomerang of that as well. Uh, number one, 
you have to kind of look at the time frame that the movie kind of came out in and when it was created in. And a lot of these shitty overplayed tropes didn't exist in. This kind of set up a lot of these these tropes. So it's cliche now. It was a game changer then. They didn't, like, the brown people curse wasn't really there yes, it yet. Was. They were like, but what about brown? I know, it was. I'm not saying it wasn't. But, like, as far as it being overplayed in horror movies, and I'm not saying this movie set it out, but they started snowballing after this. A lot of... The final, like, you know, the uh, the final girl and all of these things, it all started spiraling out of control after this. Like, there weren't as many of these crazy tropes beforehand. I also, something I always appreciated about this is that the, 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 the culture of the brown people, right, is like sitting there minding its own business. A white guy rolls up and is like, hmm, Book of the Dead, I should read it out loud. <laughs> also, you're reading Roll it aloud in English. You're translating ancient Sumerian into English in your head and reading it aloud into this shitty eight track player. That's I what you're doing. And in, then you're gonna I retreat was, into the woods no, of Tennessee. He doesn't say it in English. Yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't read it in English. English. He's he, but he also, narrates his own like his uh his like But um, like Rule number one, white people, if there's, like, a really ancient, strange-looking book in a language you don't understand, just leave it closed. Hmm? Just leave it alone. Also, Raimi, the original movie for this was going to be The Book of the Dead. That's and Tibetan. Shapiro scrapped, well, yes. Or but Egyptian. Shapiro scrapped it. Which are both brown people. he said not that. Not Sumerian. The <laughs> anyway, and Shapiro scrapped it for a really dumb reason and I want to tell you the reason because I feel like you're already mad about it being a potential thing and when I tell you the reason why it's not the title it's going to make you more mad so it wasn't scrapped because it was insensitive or wrong no, I know. or dumb it was scrapped <laughs> I knew that wasn't the case. because yeah. no it was scrapped because uh, the demographic and like the age bracket of the people that are part of this whole like 70s drive-in culture that are going to see this movie he didn't want them to be turned away by a book that had two of a literature sounding title Yes, this oh, is very literary. Ridiculous. Yeah, very literary. Yeah, it had a literary sounding title, so they were like, so. yeah, so they switched it to Evil Dead instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's, I, I always, I, I, it's not, like I said, this, is, this isn't funny to me. I always found it amusing that it took two separate generations of dumb white boys <laughs> who are being actively told, don't do that. Hi, my name's Jack. Right. <laughs> to, Our resident white for boy. This, for this whole scenario we're now watching to happen. Like, there's the first guy who, like, is his dictating into into his machine that, like, hmm, this looks powerful and, and like, serious. Oh, no. You know what I should do, though, is exactly what it says I shouldn't do. And then in the cabin, old dude is like, hmm, press play. And they're like, stop. They tell him, stop playing it. And he just won't. Because he wants to hear it. So who gives a fuck? So before, long before I had any of that kind of language around it, I because I saw this when I was maybe 18 or 19, long before I had any of that kind of language around it, I'm just I so remember thinking, like, of, of course, of course. What'd you say, Jack? I'm just so happy you guys decided to invite me. <laughs> Uh, no, but I think, like, in setting it up, though, there's another really good point of, like, why the hell do these college students from Michigan decide to go to the woods? You know what I mean? To like, camp, damn it. They're in a okay, cabin. Like That's camping. not camping. That's, I know, shitty That's my cabin. kind of camping. It's a shitty cabin. All right, there is no That's fine. TV, radio. There's no, for now, if I go to a cabin... It has to be a nice. You want place. a hot tub on the porch? I demand a clean hot tub on the porch. Clean hot tub, good I, definer. I don't go to the cabin. I take my tent. I don't want the TV. I don't want the phone. I don't want the. I don't want the. So I take a tent. And that oh, makes I don't sense want to a, a tent. To a, no, to a site where there is none of that. There's yeah, no, right. There's you. two different ways to do it. There's you know, they call it glamping, and like a nice cabin, you mean a nice mm-hmm. cabin. Or I'll go, I'll go camping. And you go hiking and do all these wonderful things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why these, <laughs> what the setup was for these people. They didn't even really seem to have like a bunch of beer or like a party or anything. It's just like, let's all go sit quietly 
college freshman <laughs> and, and play cards. Like, gee golly. Like, are you I'm super religious? Sure. Gee golly. They had booze. They had booze. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Maybe I don't know. You know what I mean, though. It just didn't seem like. I will hey, say I'm that. Bring my sister. Yeah. If that uh, the opening credits, the cinematography has anything it is like anything like their ride out there, they would be way too nauseated to eat or drink forever. Because that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that that well, was one thing that I was like, this, this is like unsettling already. Like I had high hopes for the oh, movie, and then immediately I was like, what the shit is this dialogue? No, just the, like what? That kind of like jittery yeah. nature of the uh yeah well i'll turn around i wouldn't well, even go Raimi... across the bridge like i would have like well, no this isn't happening sorry guys like this is obviously a bad yelp review like, yeah, we gotta go it's time to leave mm-hmm. but that whole opening cinematography with the shaky cam basically you know Raimi is the father of shaky cam that is where this unfolded yeah because they didn't have steady cam money right I thought that was pretty, like, I mean, I'm serious. Like, that's what he you did. He put it on, like, a roller, so and they were having to, like, run it around through the woods, right? I no, he, yeah, he, no well, he put it on that. So it was original. Bruce Campbell and Raimi, and Raimi was holding it, and Bruce Campbell just pushed him around the lake in the area, and that's how they got their opening shots. I thought that was cool. In general. Like, I liked that. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell, in general, when he was not physically on the set, did a lot of, like, holding cameras. and He also got his face and, like, half of his teeth broken out by a cameraman dropping his camera on his face <laughs> oh my god so oh my god he still looks good fun what, uh, I was yeah, like, what, a, what a fucking trooper like he broke his ankle filming he got teeth knocked out and broke his face while filming and he still made a great movie despite what mary Kay says mary Kay's yawning just like yeah whatever this is not done yet <laughs> <laughs> i'm listening Mary loves Bruce Campbell, too. You want to tell us about your love for him? Oh, just that, um, so like I said, having seen this the first time in order, you get to see the, like, the blossoming of, of from Ash, who I, th- I think Ash is a, as, as horror protagonists go, especially in this kind of subgenre of, like, extreme splatter gore, um, uh, yeah, just, as protagonists go, Ashes starts out pretty, uh, pretty warm and likable, but he gets to be like the, I remember having the moment of being like, "Oh no, I am so sexually interested right now." I guess he had just been so funny and so charming for so long because I'd watched like four of these movies in a row now that I was just like, "I, I love him." I love him. That's what's Did you love the me. actor? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the, the, the Bruce Campbell is. Okay. You, you get to see he he's just really he well, is really Ash funny. Feels he like does Bruce have Campbell, a way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's funny. He's got a way with a line. He he handles the action well, and also he still retains a lot of what makes him interesting in this movie in the first place, which is that Ash could have escaped this or survived much more comfortably or something had he just been willing to chop up the women he cares about. And he wasn't. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't survive because you have to adapt, you have to adapt to your settings and he wouldn't. Um, but did you like him because he was Bruce Campbell or did you actually care about that character? Because there was like nothing written in to make you care about any of them. I don't know their names. Like that's how little I was made to care about them. I disagree with that. Again, I, I think it's I think it's atypical in a horror movie for the protagonist to be that like it is almost his undoing or is his undoing, arguably depending on your you know. Um but that that he refuses to relinquish the humanity specifically of these of these women. His friend stays alive much, much longer into the movie. It's the women that it's his sister. It's his girlfriend. It's his friends. Like his friend chops up his girlfriend. No second No thoughts. questions asked. Goes to town on his own girlfriend. Chops her to pieces. But when it comes to the women that Ash cares about, he won't. He will not do it until the bitter end. And I think that was, uh, that always stuck with me that, he, if there was any way to, to make this happen, 
and bring them with him. If there was any way to save them, he was going to figure it out. Even if it meant that he may not make it out himself. So, did you care about the sisters? The sister? The sister, the The girlfriend, whoever, the girls? Not especially much. Um, I don't... What are their names? So, I can agree... (laughs) <laughs> what do they look Cheryl, like? Cheryl, Linda, and Shelly. Cheryl and Shelly. They're that's all original. pretty white. Um, pretty and white. Um, yeah. They have long I just, hair. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. Um, Why are we supposed to care about them except um, for because he is related to them? I I agree. Okay, they do. You're right. I can see your point that they are lacking in character development and building the audience in. But... And you do get a lot of great things from Bruce Campbell and Ash and that jawline. Come on, he's so cute. But, Best. Hard um, pass. <laughs> he's all yours. I don't think anyone gets development. I don't think anyone gets any development besides right. Ash. I think everybody is a is a point he's bouncing off yeah. of in terms of this pinball. Everyone's prevent, everyone is there to present him with an opportunity for him to make a choice about how... He's going to handle well, it. And that's why he got his own spinoff. That's why he got Ash versus Evil Dead. Well, that's why it's not Shelly versus Evil Dead. Well, it's right. interesting. In the proto movie, Ash immediately becomes possessed, and the girlfriend ends up having to stab and kill him. But anyway, it was yeah, it was a good. Um, but I agree with you. But looking at that Sam Raimi and like his use you know, of cinematography, of that excessive violence in this format, of which we'll get to later, of a love scene. I won't call it a love scene. Between a tree and a person. Um, that is a horrifying and disgusting scene. Yeah. And, I mean, it was more definitely way more focused on that than the storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really get a back... Like, where did this Book of the Dead come from? What do Sumerians even believe? What is this? Like, most people... I wouldn't know what a Sumerian was, but I, you know, had an undergrad. But at the time, no one had cared. It was just sounded weird. So I see your point, Mary Kay. But it's still a really good movie. What is good about it? Well, we, we keep saying things. You just say, I don't agree. And then we like move on them. with the conversation. Um, the, Which is fine. We yeah, all like, like different things. That's what makes life interesting. The, uh, but I will defend Evil Dead until the day I evilly the, die. The tree scene to me is like, <laughs> is where... That's a good title. The, the Sorry, tree scene to me is where this movie, like... It's just, it's a problem. It's just a, a straight up Should we jump into problem. That, that right now? Like, do you guys just want to hit that? The tree? Go right for it? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. We, yeah? Let's do it. I feel like let's just do it. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about the forest first, in general, before we talk about the forest raping people? Hitting on the 70s drive-in formula, too, is, is I think, meaningful, because we're talking about, like, well why don't we care about any of these people? Why, why would it be structured this way? Why wouldn't we spend more time with this element? Why wouldn't we clarify this? Because yeah. it's, it's something that exists within a, within a style, within an existing Well, yeah, style the 70s of... drive-in formula is, and I'm sure Mary can speak on it in a more intelligent sounding manner than I can, but basically you would go and you'd have like a double feature. It'd be like two hour and a half movies back to back and the goal was to shove as much just action back to back to back to back to kind of keep people on their toes in this short amount of time. So that meant that maybe convention was not entirely established. There wasn't as much backstory given on characters. The point was to be interesting and fast paced and to give you a great experience into 90 minute sessions. With the mind, with the mind too. I mean, I, I don't know how many of us have gotten to go to a drive through. It is dope. I love it. It's the um, most fun, but you Go to the drive. You don't go to the drive-through for something you really want to see every minute of, minute of start to no. finish. If you really care about the storytelling, like you're going to the drive-in in the seventies, you're back in the back seat. Yeah, you're going to socialize. <laughs> it's something to tell your parents you're doing while you're making out with your boyfriend. You're not even watching. Very it. much. That's what a drive-in is. But all those big important mo- moments that you would need to have like a key memory of when they're like, "So, what was the movie about?" They happen back to back to back. So, like, pick your choice. You've got so many. So, when they're like, what was the movie? You'll be like, so a girl got possessed. Uh, Someone chopped a cheerleader up with an axe. Like, you've got all your excuses. If the goal of this kind of movie is to give teenage girls an alibi about where they were, then you're right. No, it was. This is. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly what Incredible. that is. Mission accomplished. Made it home before curfew. Got it in. Served its purpose. That's really that's really interesting that you bring that up though. So like, if it's for teenage girls to go out and oh my god, you know, it's kiss not. people and stuff. <laughs> no, 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 you know what I mean. But then Sam Raimi throws in this. But then he throws in this, especially for the times even now, this very brutal sexual assault scene. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, boner killer immediately. Boner killer immediately. Yes. Killer. You, you know what I mean? Like, you're trying to make out with your chick. Uh, here's a, uh, yeah. Here's yes. the thing. I think that I think that that's there. There it is. There is the evidence that while that while the '70s drive-in formula is the inspiration for this, it is it is not that. Like this it's isn't not. the this isn't the alibi. It was inspired by this. Is, this. Yeah, this is the thing that you go to thinking it's the. I think the goal is you go thinking it's the alibi, and you actually end up watching. Is the idea, um, but I, again, the tree scene is a is a certainly a crystal clear indicator that this is not fluffy fun. Also, again, for my money, yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, anyone who talks about this movie has to talk about it. But we're talking about it because it's a fucking problem. We're not talking about it because yeah. it's so well executed or really taps into our primal fear. Like, it's a problem. So what do you think the point of the tree scene was? Like, cause yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. We can talk about how original and cool it is and like how it looks. And, but like, you're right though. At the end of the day, women aren't safe anywhere. You can't even go to the woods. Don't trust a man. Don't trust a tree. Inanimate objects will assault you. Yeah. So like, why do you think he put that in? Like, That's why do you think question. he felt it was so necessary? Cause it doesn't exist in anything else. I've been thinking about this, right? Cause here's my take for me. Part of what, is upsetting about watching this is that it could just be lack of convention because who gives a shit or it could be a storytelling choice that once these people are possessed they don't all behave the same way it's not a zombie movie where everyone becomes the same thing and does the same thing these these entities aren't these entities are picking and choosing if when and how they come for you um and with Ash, it, they make it a point that his girlfriend doesn't just come screaming at him like everybody else does. She doesn't run away from him. She just sits there, smi- like the, it's this that super disturbing giggling, right? It's that he can't. It's cringy. It's he scary. can't get away from her, like. But she's not doing anything to him. He doesn't have to defend himself. He just has to sit. But there she's and also not doing anything to make her. I guess, like, disgusting to him to where it makes it easier to exactly. axe her into pieces if he needs to. Yeah, She's exactly. not making herself hateful. It's not. So He has no reason to end it. He just also super does, and there's just enough reason in his mind not to. For me, the trees are on a similar vein in that these demons are doing the thing they know is going to fuck with Disturb you the most. You. Like, the thing that's going to be the worst. And no I think intended. it is a common, common occurrence that when men are telling stories the worst thing they can think of happening to a woman is rape. rape. that's what they that is the assumptive peak terrible experience a woman can have there's also a key difference and i don't know if anybody has seen the remake of this film that came out in 2013 but there i mean there's a lot of differences in that movie one of the main things is that the sole survivor of the movie is mia who replaces ash so like a woman a badass girl who is possessed and then gets to also be the final girl so like she is both the protagonist and the antagonist and that's a really cool change in kind of how women are portrayed in the film but also the biggest difference is within the tree scene so in the original one it's if you were to listen to it without watching it it's very sexual. It's kind of like we talked about in Psycho. Like, where's the difference in horror movies and a pornography at that point? It is very breathy. It's very sexual. It sounds to an extent like she's not hating it. If you watch the 2013 movie, it is blood curdling screams. It's shrill. She is horrified. So it's kind of like, oh, no, I don't like this. There's a tree. Versus, like, <laughs> get your fucking tendrils Sorry. out of my vagina. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's that's the best I could do this past week or two as I've been thinking about it, trying to figure out like 
what what is the what could have been even then what could have been the logic for this is it just like a scare tactic yeah the same way we have we're about to have this extreme gore and the idea is just how far can you go with it is this mm-hmm. how far can you go with it sexually and just you know i mean yeah like i feel like that's but, kind of the point is like him just trying to push it as far as it can go and i'm not approving of any of this in that way but like that's kind of what i thought as well like because there's no point right this isn't how the demons get your power or possess you this isn't you know she wasn't like a bleeding heart hippie who loved the forest and this is like haha the forest is trying to kill you like in uh green inferno or whatever or other movies similar to that cannibal holocaust it's just how awful can we make something happen let's do something that no one's ever seen before and it's just like okay well good good gold star for being disgusting yeah yeah it also just comes in bad and poor timing for her and i mean i guess that's the point you know she's horrified of what's happening in the house so she tries to run away and shit happens worse outside the house, and now she's back inside that's, the house. That's what I meant about the, like, they do what's going to fuck with you the most right now. Yeah. Right? Is that, like, she, no one, she's not going to get enough help, so she, I don't condone. Yeah. On any level at all. That it, that it actually happened. And I'm honestly surprised that in the remake they did it again at all. Because I haven't seen that. Well, it's not, it, it stops, uh, it's not, doesn't go to full on rape. It's, I mean, it's, it's a fine line between like what constitutes as a rape. And I'm not saying that any sort of inappropriate or unwarranted or unwanted touching does not constitute as rape. I'm saying this in the terms of like full on vine penetration does not exactly happen in the remake. It's more so like. I mean, things are there. It's un- unwanted touch. But I think part of it is also because Raimi has expressed that he's kind of have... He had a lot of regrets with the original tree scene, and mm. rightfully so. And so they tried to keep it in to pay tribute, obviously, you know, to a cult classic, and but to also switch it. So it is tweaked. I do recommend watching the sequel. It is absolutely incredible. I am usually not a uh, not a sequel or the remake. Usually not a remake fan. I think the remake was done very well. I also say that like with a movie like this, like this is all right, this is like the iconic scene. Like out of all other things, this is the one part you really tell because uh, Mary Kay pointed out really well. I mean, fuck a story, fuck a plot. Um, yeah, no one's done this before. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Exactly, right? It is new. You, 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 yeah, you, you, yeah, gold star for being gross. Jeff Goldblum pops up in the corner of the frame. You were so busy <laughs> trying to figure, figure out if you could. You didn't stop to ask yourself if you should. If you should. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what were you saying, Jack? Well, I mean, I was just saying that in a remake, you have to. Like, I feel like you can't leave. Right. Because that's most what everybody knows. Scene. Even, as, yeah. Yeah, even as problematic as it is can't leave it out you can do a better job and i haven't seen this remake i going by what megan said i sounds like they did a better job of you know portraying it from um, better i don't don't know the right word for this less exploitative yes Yes. oh perfect that's a good way to put it it's not better but it's less invasive perfect yeah that's exactly how i mean to say cool be the advocate for tree rape. God damn it. No, that's not, we know that's not what you're saying. Um, I just <laughs> have a question though, because, and this is, I mean, you guys know that like my pet peeve in anything is like, it's written, it's not written very tightly. <clears throat> so I can like shoot holes uh. all in the plot, all in the characters. And I can't enjoy the movie if that's the case. Cause I'm just workshopping it the whole time. So one of my <laughs> main questions was, what is the convention that they tried to establish? Because I can't tell. Are they spirits of ancient Sumerian people from Sumer? Are they demons that have been conjured out of this alleged book of the dead, bound in ancient, apparently mummified, which is not a thing in Sumer, human flesh? Um, what are What do they want? They keep saying in English, somehow, join us, to do what? So, 
Like, what do you want? What do you, what is the point of them existing? I understand that you, I don't have to have all of the answers, but like, even in this shitty remake of the mummy that we've decided to forget happened culturally, um, there was like, Oh, she wants what shitty remake of the mummy. Exactly. She wants exactly. power. And I'm like, of course, like who don't I'll go with that. Like, that's all the explanation I need, but we're given like nothing when it comes to these demons slash spirits, we don't even know like what their MO is. How are they possessing both people and one spirit possessing multi or demon or whatever entity and in, know, in multiple trees at this one woman? Okay. So I'm, I'm real deep in, I'm real deep in screenwriting yep. right now. Tell us. Um, so like, as you're talking, I was like, Oh, what a missed opportunity, right? They find this tape. Mm-hmm. They're listening to this tape. Mm-hmm oh my God, how expository do we get to be? Right. And, and it's a development opportunity in that if they all realize what they found and they're like, nope, shit, pause, everyone go pour a drink. Yep. Back here in five, hit the bathroom, hit the showers, do what you got to do, but this tape starts again in five. Like when Don finds Roger's diary on tape, Peggy, get in here, bring a drink. Yes, that's what, When they find, when they find, um, when they find, um, uh, Oh, the, the Michael Scarn movie. Yes. Threat Level Midnight. Yes. yes. Threat so Level like that, Midnight. So they're like, oh, this is it. We thought we were going to sit quietly and sip our drinks, but we're actually going to have this amazing entertainment. Let's huddle up and let's joke around about it. Let's make a whole big thing. And, oh, they're and, horrified, and, though. They don't, like, but that's not what they do at all. Because I well, agree. I feel like with us in this in this room or whatever, uh, we, that was exactly how we would all handle it. Like, what? This is crazy. Like, let's dissect this. They don't do that. They're freaked out. Turn it off. Turn it off. Except for that well, one they, don't fucking initi- they don't respond initially. They don't right. respond that way initially. They they are listening the to the tape does. when the guy is talking about his. Yeah. So it's it's when he starts actually. And I, I always I I might be misreading this. I should kind of rewatch that section. I thought the idea was that these are demons that the Sumerians have like trapped somehow with the language in the book. So I can. I don't know where I got. I don't know if that was just leaps I made, though, or I'd have to watch it again. A lot of convention, we're just deciding, you know, kind of like when we did the lore, Mm -hmm. we had to just decide some stuff, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No one told me that. That's what happened. I just. It seemed like a logical jump to make. It's very Star Wars in the fact that it's like so. Like I'm really into Evil Dead. In the vein, and like Star Wars, and like it just kind of seemed like George Lucas was making the shit up as it went, mm-hmm. and Sam Raimi was doing the exact thing. And but then if you go into like the lore and the background, and then later in the books and in the extended <laughs> universe, like I can answer all of your questions. But if we want to keep this this thing, and they're not good answers either. They're no, they're extra dimensional entities that their only goal is to create havoc and mischief and hurt people. They only want to see suffering. And but it would the... have been nice for me to know that. I mean, that is enough. I was going to say from a from a storytelling from a storytelling perspective, if it takes multiple movies and an extended universe to know, you fucked up the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm if serious. someone was like, like no, these no, are spirit, right. these are like trickster spirits. Okay. All right, that's their goal. I got it. Like they have a thing. They're motivated to cause mischief slash harm. They're or harm. pure evil. They are the evil dead, Mary Kay. But also, they're not dead in their spirits. In the they're not in dead. The Trickster, yeah. literally the in the title. Trickster is a great use to, you, word to use for this, right? Like, they even release these people briefly because they know it's going to fuck with them. Yeah. They, they're like, they manifest in these ways that just fuck with him. Also, Trickster is not iconography that Americans are especially comfortable or familiar with. I don't know, man. As it, as That's true. Things, as these things go, like most cultures have like these iconic, these mythic tricksters. Americans are like, um, no, I really like the guy who wore boots and worked very hard. What about Kanye? What about um, a rabbit? No, the, you guys didn't grow up with those stories, no, did you? They, I, I did. did. And so well, so that's what saying, I'm always like, oh, they, I can these, logic these, my way out of it. That's even better than being strong. Yeah, yeah. no, they, these things they exist, but as a culture, we don't. We don't. Yeah, America values worth work. Yeah. Yeah, and muscles and yeah. and guts and you know I almost said chutzpah and then I was like no America does not value chutzpah it values guts <laughs> Mary. Yeah. 
Jeez. And balls. Um, we so like them when they have their ballsy also. There you go. There you go. That's what it really is. So, um, so yeah. So I think that that's, that's the right word for what's happening there. That is the motivation. Like, if they have to murder the fuck out of some people on the way. Fun. They don't especially care because they're the evil dead. Um, but also, they're not, like, the like, mayhem is... They're also not dead. It's a misnomer. They're not dead if they're spirits. Exactly. This has always bothered me. Always. um, Should we call it the evil undead? I hate the word undead. Yeah, I'm passing that one too. That suggests... suggests, So evil dead always sounds like we're going to talk about zombies. Right. I thought it was going to be zombies. Yeah. mm -hmm. Well, like they decay. She looks disgusting. And, I mean, they do, like, they are dead-ish looking. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, like, the the inhabitants are clearly not dead. They're eternal, which is why they had to be trapped. But the, well, again, like, friendly reminder that Raimi didn't want to call it Evil Dead. He had it called the Book of the Dead. But it still wouldn't be there and... if it was their book. They're still not dead. Yeah, but the, the book can be called that. Like, it can be like the title of the, the thing. It should be called not... Boner Killing Demons. That's what this movie should be called. I'm quitting my life and my academia, and I'm going to go make that movie without a tree rape. <laughs> also, so I'm pretty sure that boner killing demons would just be like demons that manifest as your mother. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then punching oh the dick. Not that your mothers, not that your mothers are demons, but that. The demon looks like your mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to make this movie with me? Do you want to make this movie with me? Like, it's, yes, you you are invited. And Mary Mary does screenwriting, so look, I am all about workshopping this shit and making it into something that's palatable. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. We got to get Bruce Campbell. We got to get Bruce Campbell on board so he can. So I can he's out. He's out of the franchise now, isn't he? Yeah, he left the franchise officially a couple this weeks ago. This is a different franchise. This is a new thing. Right. We're not doing that. Yeah, that's right. He can be like, in ours. No, no, he said he was part of the original franchise. No, he's going to come to our treehouse now. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I yeah, I finished the first draft of my pilot officially. Congratulations. So now, thank you. I have a ton of like ideas and motivation yeah. now. Not when I was trying to write it. Yeah. Not when I was writing it. No, 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 no. So now. episode two. So now you I see you with that bottle oh, of wine clutched to your bosom. <laughs> That's where I keep mine too, girl. I got that wine bra like Mindy. It's a camelback, but a bra. This is my child. This is destiny. This is my daughter. Oh, yes. Destiny. <laughs> okay, I have another question. Maybe this is not really a question, but the way that those people ended up looking made no sense. It made no sense for them to look like that. Unless you want to be scary looking and fuck with people. Look, there's plenty of logical ways to be scary and fuck with people. But why wouldn't you just make you it consistent? Like, make it consistent. Like it was 1981? Like on a, on a, are you talking like on a makeup level? Yeah. Like on an effect yeah. Level? Okay, okay. Again, I wrote that off to like, or I chalked that up to more accurately. Everyone needs to look like they're picking the form that is going to be the most bothersome. Yeah. Like so his girlfriend mother. and his sister look different. Exactly. That's kind of what I got because it wasn't consistent, but it was also like the horror was personalized to the person. I didn't realize this, but all the um, the friend, you, Mary Kay's right again. I can't name anybody else other than Ashley. Boom. But uh, And you love this movie. I do love it. I still love this movie. You're not going to give it to me otherwise. But it's only You can love it and, and it'd women. be bad. I love plenty of bad shit. It's but only Ash objects and, and then levers. It's Ash and then the levers he's got to hit. Right, but it's only women and uh, the the guy doesn't get possessed. It's only women and objects that get possessed by these demons. Well, yeah. For some reason, Ash never gets possessed, even though they could do it. Women are objects. There's no difference between the two, right? Wait, wait. The guy doesn't... No, he gets killed by a demon. He doesn't get. He never. Yeah, gets possessed he's by never himself possessed. This is actually oh, a, a trope of the occult movie, though. Is like it's a fight between the man and a, a, some source of evil, at, but it manifests in women. 
because women are more open. Yeah. Like that happens a lot in occult movies or movies that deal with the occult, like any kind of possession thing. Yeah. It's our intuition, our relationship to the moon. And your vagina. Um, yes, that's the most <laughs> important part. I'm not trying to, like, no, I'm, like, I'm not just trying to be like uh, shocking, but like, no, that's, oh, they have an extra hole. Like, like yeah. That's no, on the hole too, which is not very big. Yeah. I, well, actually, no, you have a urethra as well as a vagina. <laughs> we have oh, extra. damn it. You're right. We got the same holes. We do have an extra one. And also it is an actual conduit to right. the space where we harbor alien life. life. Yeah. Mm. It's for putting stuff in. That's what it's for. That's literally why it's there. It's extra pocket. (laughs) It's a coin purse. I mean, no, no. That's basically what mine is good for right now, so thanks a lot. Coin purse. But what was I going to say? No, I think that's a really interesting point, though, that it's just like that this trope exists. Uh, (laughs) But like this trope exists that women, you know, because men, you know, women are susceptible to you know, and men have to come in and save them, if, even if it is decapitating them. I want to decapitate a man. You have a husband. That's what he tacitly agreed to when he took his vows. We're talking about decapitating my husband right now. <laughs> what, decapitating your husband? I don't like where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can that actually be the title of the episode? I don't like where this is going. Yes. Or what a Kating your husband. Dot, dot, dot. Boner Killers. <laughs> is the sequel Boner Killers Ride Again? I feel like that's like the very PG version of what Mary Kay was saying in her head the whole time. And like, I think so. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> like if it were a Pixar movie and Mary Kay were watching this, that's, that's what, what would she'd have be been saying. happening. But in real life, what she said was, what the fucking fuck? What the is going on with this fucking piece of fucking shit? Yeah. Like, she's not denying it. No, she's not. She's smiling. Just like, you guys were right. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Yep. I mean, back to my love of Bruce Campbell and Ashley. Uh, Yeah, so, like, it just goes back into, obviously, nowhere near as brutal as when it's a female, but uh, the female demon trying to like grab and sexually assault him you know what i mean like this can hey this can happen to anybody hey look how evil they are i don't know there's that's really all there is to it but i mean is you know what i mean is this like the one redeeming scene where oh a female i mean because as wrong as it is i assume these demons are all male in my head because they're awful i actually didn't assign them genders at all yeah i thought they were just like in my head at least genderless Jelly bodies. Uh, I don't know. I just assumed it because I am indoctrinated into this cult. That's uh, interesting. But yeah, no, I immediately assumed that they were all male demons who were possessing females and objects to torment everybody. Oh my goodness. You're probably not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. I'm inter- I mean, just internalized masculinity or whatever. But um, so yeah, so is it, you know, I thought I was in my head when I was writing the question. Or the point, I was thinking, like, oh, is this, like, some kind of cool reclaiming femininity? And it's like, no. No, they're just <laughs> terrible. No. <laughs> no, they're just, they have really deep voices, and it's scary, and it's just a fuck with Bruce. Who, like, you know, obviously, he looks like a, he, a schizophrenic breakdown to most of this, when everything's talking to him, and, like... Yeah, towards the end there. Yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah, just, like, how can we torment this dude even harder? Well, yeah, I think you're right that it's telling that the tree scene is... So graphic and upsetting, and yet the when there's even the hint of sexual assault towards a man, it's like ha ah, ha, just a hint. Ah. Yeah, don't worry, we know, we know you guys can't handle it. Don't that worry, can't ha- that doesn't happen. You know, men can't get raped no matter what. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, impossible. A, it's kind of a like, it's kind of a like little just a little yeah. tease of it yeah yeah like it's totally fine to exploit a woman's body and experience for this but not a shock. penis you can't but do it to a penis. it would be uh, too shocking it would be too upsetting it's too much to do it to a guy nobody could handle that i mean even if a male penetrates another male forcibly like even full on rapes a dude that's still not considered rape in most uh, places like no, you, I know your note said it was legal somewhere still, right? Uh, female to male rape oh. is still legal in Tennessee. I did look that up. 
Um, Look, Tennessee, y'all need to do better because we looked up some yeah. shoddy law about marital rape from Rosemary's Baby, and y'all were the last people to do anything about Tennessee, that. Tennessee, get so, it yeah, Tennessee, we're George on that list. do better. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we're all in Georgia and Texas, so Hot don't, worry, te- don't worry, Tennessee. We get it because we're living it, too. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Just a little bit better, though. A little bit better. We have Atlanta. Hey. I mean, I'm in Austin. I'm fine. <laughs> we're safe. <laughs> Our nice little safe oasis. Yes. Away from shitty cabins, away from scary trees, and Sumerian books of dead. <laughs> you know, Honestly, you're, you're basically just describing our AmeriCorps term. Yeah, we lived in stilted cabins. I was thinking about that. Woods. Yeah, we lived in stilted cabins in the woods on a lockdown mental health facility. Yes, we did. And also, we found a copy of the Necronomicon at the bookstore. We damn sure did. I have like three copies of that. Do you have any in paperback? Yeah. Why? This is the question I had. We found this book. I pulled, I pulled it down off the shelf, and I was like, "If you're going to own the Necronomicon, why would you want it in paperback?" And it was bright yellow. Already? It wasn't even bound in human skin. No, when you travel, you got to put it in your bag. It's nice to have a paperback book. I'm not a fan of Kindles. I've had a, yeah, had a it's nice and light. It's portable. Yeah. I have a hardback and two paperbacks. See, this is what I hadn't. This is what I hadn't considered. The kind of lifestyle where I need a portable <laughs> we really live very different what, lives yeah, what kind of lifestyle do you have now that doesn't require that like that's my everyday life my everyday life requires a portable necronomicon i get in the car we live work, different lives that's cool come home you know relax change, shirt, <laughs> change into some shorts decapitate your husband kill mm-hmm. my husband uh eat my cat look my fbi agent is about to be on my door so it's fine I That's have cool. no husband. It's not like you're, I have no what is, cats. Does he I'm like decapitating no one this evening. <laughs> mm. What a I shame. Have, I have a cat that I would love to decapitate. I'm sure you guys have heard him by now. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> can you hear him? Yeah. yeah I do. Yeah, we can. Yeah. He's, yeah. He thinks that he's starving to death. He well, I mean, yeah. It's like, been at least six hours since you fed him, I'm sure. He feels like a hefty little bowling ball. Oh, are you trying to, he's not even, trying to get tiny? No, no, he's he's not like too big or anything. He's just he's that a on dense, normal schedule. He's a, dense, he's a smaller cat, so he's a dense little guy. Um, so shall we? Shall we hit the wrap up? Shall we hit it? Yeah, say, what's I think closer? We've, we've touched on everything. Our closer is Boner Killers Two: Grandma's Ride Again. No, I got nothing. <laughs> wow! What you name the no, remake? Right? Is that Killers what you're gonna two. do? <laughs> Yeah, what what we're gonna name our our remake that we're making? So for Boner Killers Two, what is the shape your boner killing demon would take? Oh, so is this what if we had a boner, what would kill the boner, or if we're trying to diffuse other people's boners, what shape would we take? I now what? need to know both of those things. I was like, whose boner are we diffusing? To kill my boner, my demon okay. would look like. Um... <laughs> It would look like a small girl, like a small <laughs> child girl, like all, it like it like all in, Aww, infantile. Now the FBI is sleeping. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we'd walk into a room with me making love to whatever drunk hookup I haven't met as well. We're both drunk. It's fine. Um, okay. Sure. Sure. Tons of consent. Great. Tons of, okay. drunk no, tons I, of consent. I changed my mind. It's any fear that there isn't full consent. That is the real bonus <laughs> for me because ah, that, ter- that terrifies me. That terrifies me. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's any fear of. And then if you were trying to night, kill boners, fuck. what form would yeah. you take? You, what would you be? I, if I was going to kill a boner, I would. Um, it's hard to like invert it that way, right? I, would, I have to spend so much time I would, using it the I'm other direction. I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the girl, but uh, honestly, I, I would just like the idea of me busting through a wall <laughs> as someone, two people trying to engage in consensual sex as a as a frat dude. Just you, you just walk in and just like shame people or something. <laughs> just say little things to make them slightly unconscious, like you don't want to pull your hair back or no, unconscious, <laughs> uncomfortable. 
Don't make them unconscious. Say little no. things to make them self-conscious or uncomfortable. Words are hard, guys. If sure you don't want to pull your hair back, that's really the, the underwear you chose for today. That's what I would do. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet they're faking that's it. That's good. I bet they're faking it. <laughs> they're not Ooh. really enjoying that. You should stop. Oh, oh. Mm. No one's done that since 92. Okay. Oh, I know it would kill my boner immediately. Immediately. Demon rolls up. Like, carrying a suitcase. 18 years old. It's like, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) Done. By rolls up, you mean walks up into your room? Or you're like... Yeah, like, like the the demon comes to the door looking all, like, all trepidatious and hopeful. Because it's been so long and they just... Yeah, there it is. That, that's it. The, the end. I think and if mine I would be going that to same kill, demon. Yes, go ahead. If I were going to kill boners, I would be little orphan Annie mid song. Go mid song. The summer Me and yeah. Megan were in Annie. It's in true. We were the yeah, old the stereotypical orphans. brown parts. Oh yeah, uh, they recast <laughs> me as Punjab. I tried out for Miss Hannigan, and they wrote me in the play as an ethnic character. As Punjab. Yep. That sounds. Now we're talking about. If anyone asks for Punjab, that'll yeah, that'll that'll kill them. Tomorrow, tomorrow. You're good. Wow. That's great. Mm. Thank you. Kill it. Mary Kay, okay. What you got? Okay, if I was going to kill somebody else's boner. Wait, no, my boner killer. That's what we're doing first. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's telling that you went the other direction first, but sure. Yeah. You're um, <laughs> all you ever do is give, 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 give. Um, would probably just be like a regular looking porn star showing up and me just being like, <laughs> nope. Why are you nope. here? Mm-mm. Nope. No, thank nope. you. I just, I don't know what it is. It just makes me like cringe, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then if I was gonna, if I was someone else's boner killer, I'd just want to be the Kool Aid man and <laughs> just like bust in the wall. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just douse them in <laughs> shitty Kool Aid. Like, you like that flavor coloring? I'm sorry. <laughs> what flavor is the shitty Kool Aid? I was gonna say, well, what flavor Kool-Aid would you be, Mary Kay? If, Red's the worst. I like red the best. What? Yeah. Red I can't the have the red Kool-Aid because I'm allergic best. to red dyed for I'd be purple. So. Purple sucks. I'd, Purple's the best. If I was a boner killer, I'd be purple. If I was a cool Kool-Aid man, I'd be red. <laughs> Hawaiian punch is overplayed. I've had it too many times. It's not Hawaiian punch. Oh it's red flavor. <laughs> it's not cherry. It's, it's red. It's not. Yes. God damn, Jack. Get with the program. It's not a That's fruit. Of- it's red. It tastes like red. <laughs> it doesn't taste. <laughs> but if you're uncomfortable knowing if it's a color or a flavor, just order orange. Ew. Just be orange Kool Aid. Yeah, that's the worst one. Because it's both a color and a fruit. Yeah, it tastes chalky. Yeah. But speaking of awkward chalky things, if I were going to. But no, for real, I'm still sticking with my original answer. It would just be me nitpicking people. But the same ghost from or demon from Mary's situation enters my bedroom, carrying the same suitcase, levitates above me, opens it, and just dumps it like overdue student loans on top of me. That's mine. Yep. You haven't paid these in months. We are going to garnish your wages now. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Instant. <laughs> It's just getting served papers mid coitus. <laughs> You've been served. Yes. <laughs> That's what would kill mine. You are the least cool government worker ever. Yeah. Tax man. And that's like. saying something. <laughs> but that would be bad. It would be terrible. Might as well lean in. Would it be as right bad as this dude from Tinder who has messaged me three times in the last two minutes? What is he saying? I don't know why I had opened it. I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Nope, four times. Holy God, what's happening? <laughs> and on that note, this has been everything trying to kill you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Jack. for listening to us ramble. <laughs> uh, I think...
So up next for our next episode, we have Raw. Is R A W like Eddie Murphy Raw, except for not. Um, it is available to stream on Netflix, and it is actually scary. Unlike this, I'm excited. I haven't watched it yet. I think it's pretty short too, but I do recommend not watching it alone. I'll be good. It's scary. And if you haven't already, y'all, and you're listening to this, um, please consider subscribing and rating and reviewing us and telling all your friends. Okay. Talk to you guys next week.